What's up, everybody? Yep, it's that time of the week again, bitch. It's time for another juicy episode of Old School, New School Comedy Podcast. And I am your host, Christy Miller, the one who talks the most shit everywhere. Hello. And here we are at the lot. Recoming. Recoming. I can't even talk anymore. Just shoot me. We are coming to you live from the basement of the comic strip because there's a special event going on in the showroom because heaven forbid anyone let me know to move the time slots. That's, you know, who the fuck am I, right? right. <laughs> so here we are in this lovely basement with this high-end decor in Lou <laughs> Only the best for my next guest this week. Um, I really love this guy. I had the honor of doing his Wounded Warrior Project uh, benefit show back in September here in New York City, and it was a lot of fun. And he has a nonprofit for veterans called Combat Zone 360. And he's super funny, and he served in the military, and if you don't like him, he'll just drop a grenade in your face. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jay Lawrence. Thank you for having me today. Was that okay of an intro? That's perfect. That's perfect. They they just need to know they didn't bring you down to the basement because there's a show or anything going on. They brought you down to the basement because I don't deserve to be upstairs. No, they brought me down here because I know how to bury the body. <laughs> oh, comics that just didn't make it. <laughs> When you blow the light, they bury you down here in the basement. <laughs> and there's a dead popcorn machine next to a body. Nothing, people? <laughs> no. Nothing. Put a little kernel in there, and I don't mean a popcorn kernel. I mean the kernel that he served with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> so it's an interesting time to be, for you, of, of all things, with everything going on in this world now. You know, all these wacky wars, you know, oh, those holy wars, those silly, goofy, holy wars. It, it is. It is. And I actually served two tours in Iraq. So, so it was my brother. Yeah. He was a uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Yeah. So was my dad. <laughs> we'll be right back because there's going to be another body in the basement right now. <laughs> And it ain't going to be me. <laughs> See that freezer over there? Right. There's fucking Frankie caught bones in there. I'm going to move him over and put Jay in there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I served two tours. I headlined and I featured. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and, and this stuff, after I, I retired, I was just like, I'm done. Everything that started to happen, I just ignore it now because I'm not going back. I'm not. Who cares? I'm not going back. I'm too fucking old, bitch. What about the what about the reserves? Nope, I'm done. I retired. Twenty one years military. God bless you. God bless you. I'm. I won't even do the preserves. Nothing. <laughs> Come on, people. The jokes don't write themselves. Nothing. All right. See, the bodies don't even care. <laughs> I know, right? They're not even over there laughing. No, because they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the show upstairs. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> What we don't know is we've replaced the show with an actual non-show. That's that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing for that. But uh, so you served for 21 years. What branch? Uh, Army. The Army. Yep. And I did infantry for nine, which is frontline fighting, and yep. I did 
No, actually, it's 12 and I. I did 12 years infantry, nine years recruiting. Wow. Yep, so I sent those kids to... Fuck yeah, you did. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fuck them kids. Fucking bastards. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, I love it. The recruiting, you know, you have to be a certain way. Like, like, you guys will take the jerk-offs. Like, you guys are like the Oakland Raiders. Like, Al Davis is Oakland Raiders. You'll take anybody and send them off to war. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, and, and the thing that gets me is... When I was recruiting, I recruited a lot here in New York, Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. and they had me out on Pickin Avenue in East Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck y'all got me out here doing? Well, they're preparing you for combat is what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of non-whites that live there. (laughs) Right, right. I was like, oh, Lord, help us all. Yeah, because they just get them off the streets and and put a gun on it. You want to shoot things? Come on, there's some brown things overseas we want you to shoot. I know. It's sad. Before that, I was over at Flatbush at the junction. What'd you call me? I know, right? Flatbush? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, what the fuck y'all got me over here for? They said, the Jewish community around the corner. Like, you motherfuckers, I'm not even Jewish. That's the point. I know, right? What do you say? What do, what do they want you to do? I've had it up to here with your bullshit. <laughs> Damn. That's that's not, that's no way to recruit. I know. God. I guess that's why I never recruited anybody. That's right. You're like, <laughs> it's just me. Everybody left. When I got there, everybody left. Right. <laughs> they all went to Brunswick. <laughs> Brunswick? I meant to say Bushwick, and I got Jersey involved. <laughs> I am so tired. <laughs> that's what happens when you turn 53. Everything falls apart. We're going to blame it on the basement. Yes. Yes. Yes, on this gorgeous setup oh yeah these couches stink like shit <laughs> i'm probably sitting in some like old comics jizz right now thank god thank god i can't get light. and thank god i can't get pregnant you know right. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> it's probably jj ramirez anyway <laughs> uh, so how long have you been doing stand-up now so i've actually been doing stand-up just over a year get out yeah you are so no, I mean get out. I'm, <laughs> I'm the new part of this show. You are literally new school. There's placenta hanging off of his face. His microphone has a diaper. Nothing. That's right. That's right. This is my umbilical cord. Good night. <laughs> uh, just over a year. How do you like it? Probably, I love it. Yeah, because you're just a year in. Yeah. I'm pushing 28. Well, the thing is, when you're actually financially stable mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about the big hustle of comedy and you can just enjoy it Mm -hmm. i think you end up doing a lot better yeah because you don't have the pressure of like oh god i gotta work i gotta eat i gotta you know live paycheck to paycheck gig to gig it's yeah horrible i know i'm i I sucked all the wrong dick in my career so (laughs) that's why i'm in a basement at the comic strip (laughs) (laughs) sitting on 1989 jizz oh the good old days (laughs) oh man you were probably here when it happened too I'm probably the one that made it happen. <laughs> My dick's much bigger than the people on the comic strip. <laughs> and I'm hung like a vagina, people. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so just over a year. So you have already created like these, you know, uh, with your nonprofit. Did you start the nonprofit because of stand-up or was stand-up a residual or like a an, an after fact or like, oh, this is a product of my nonprofit. I can use this angle. Well, the way my nonprofit came about was when I when I, I retired out of the military in nine or eight one let's get my ninety right, right? <laughs> two thousand eighteen. Okay. My dyslexia kicked in. I'm like eighteen twenty? No, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> 
And when I did, I was like, well, how can I still give back? I'm not doing anything. So So your jokes, that right, way to torture them. Right. right. Guantanamo so, Bay, here we come. <laughs> so so I came up with this company, Combat Zone 360, when I first got out. And I'm like, well, how can we develop it into a nonprofit? And I let it fall to the wayside. I was like, I'm not doing shit with this. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going off. And I started doing a podcast. So I, I did a podcast. I did a television show um, in Staten Island. I did all types of stuff trying to educate people about the veteran community. Sure. And then COVID hit and the show stopped. So I picked up more on the podcast. And then I got into comedy and I'm like, fuck this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I started doing the comedy thing and it just, I just had so much fun with it and stuff. And mm -hmm. the veteran community has a, a app they can go on called VetTix. And it's a nonprofit organization that gets a lot of tickets donated to them. But these tickets are always in the fucking nosebleed. And she it's like we don't even matter enough to even be on the first level. No, you We're don't. all the way up there. You don't. Yeah. So when I'm doing comedy, I'm like, well, how can I make this better? So I brought back to life the Combat Zone 360 nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's do VIP style tickets for veterans. I like that. Yeah. So right now I'm using all of my comedy shows that I produce to raise money for it. So 100% all proceeds goes towards veteran entertainment. That's awesome. Yeah, and we're trying to get our accounts high enough to where now we can start buying VIP tickets to sporting events, concerts, That's you know, different things for these veterans because we need to let them know that they still matter because one of the biggest things, see, I'm about to bring this show down because one thing we're trying to combat is veteran suicide. Thank God, yes. Yeah. I have a huge issue with how veterans are treated when they come home from combat. Yeah. I see them on the streets. I see them struggling. My own brother, which I don't talk about, um, has basically disowned me, and I'm dead to him because he's got severe PTSD, and he won't get help. And he's gone now. And it's just, it's, and it sickens me. I mean, he did very well when he got out. Yeah. He ended up being the GM of the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, like wow. He worked his way up from bus mechanic because yeah. he was in the, the heavy artillery, the first battalion out of Germany. Mm -hmm. And they drove all the tanks in behind the Marines. Yeah. So, and they would break down. He'd have to fix them and get them running again. So he was great. He, he was always smart like that anyway. My brother could fix anything. And. So he worked his way up from bus mechanic in San Francisco all the way up to running the entire Golden Gate Bridge oh, wow. and handling all the highways and stuff, connecting it. So yeah. he did well, but mentally he's not. No. It, and it, it's that's... sad and it, it, it and it makes me sick. And I see, you know, these veterans on the streets and it makes me so angry that they aren't taken care of. And I know why. And I remember when all that cut in the 80s. When all the veterans housing and stuff, I don't want to get political, but we know a certain uh, president cut those uh, <laughs> veterans benefits and um, mental health benefits and, and mental institutions cut all the funding because they don't make money on it. Well, so fuck them. I, I will tell you, believe it or not, there are things out there for those veterans. 
They have veteran homeless shelters just for veterans. Okay. They have places where veterans can go. And you'll see veterans out there begging for money, different mm-hmm. things like that. But the difference is they don't want to be controlled because when they were in the army, sure. I guess they were controlled or whatever. So yeah. now if they go stay in those shelters, now they have rules. Now they have regulations and they don't want those. So they would rather be out in the streets than dealing with that. Understandable. Yeah, because that's also part of their PTSD. Exactly. And they need help. And it's... It's such a huge issue in this country with mental health in general because we've swept it under the rug for the last 40, 50 years because who cares about them? We don't make money off of them. They actually cost us money. Well, they're going to in the long run if you don't nip it in the butt. And so now our veterans are suffering. Like I used to deal as a kid, you know, I'm 53, so I deal with a kid in the Bay Area, all the Vietnam vets on the streets. And it's it was really heartbreaking. And then, you know, them trying to come home and now, you know, and then all the Iraqi, you know, the Afghanistan vets from the early 90s from Bush's war. And now we have to deal with our veterans still in this generation. And it's just it's never ending. And it's just they don't get the help they need or it's it's just sad. And I just I just pray that, you know, that there's a. Uh, a, an entity stronger than us out there in the universe that yeah. can help us write this. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you, you know, one thing that I, reason why I started comedy is my wife actually sees that it helps me with my PTSD. A hundred percent. And that's why I do that because they say laughter is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. And that's why every veteran that comes to my show that we look at, um, you know, comes to my show for free. Every veteran from here on out, since I started Combat Zone 360 and actually pushed it as a nonprofit, every veteran that I know about that comes to that show, listen, come have a seat. You know, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love. I love what you're doing. I was honored to be a part of it to headline that last show, and it was just so much fun. And they're amazing and more things need to be done and i love that you're doing this so I, you have i'll help you in any way i can thank you my favorite part of that was when that lady in the front row was covering her husband's eyes yeah <laughs> i don't know why but godzilla's on stage there's king kong on stage with chuck taylor's on <laughs> no it was because you faced the wall and bent right over and your ass was basically in his face well he was loving it yeah well you know what i'm just giving back to the veterans <laughs> You had to smell a bunch of fucking C4 and napalm. How about smelling this napalm? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and I'm a giver. So. There you go. And, and you were given that night. It was hilarious. I had a blast. Oh, my goodness. They were so hilarious. Oh, God, that was so fucking funny. Yeah. Jesus. So you you have a show tonight, correct? I do. Well, actually, this will air tomorrow. So basically, this is Mondays at noon. So, so I have, have a show, show last night. Yeah, last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where's the show and who's on it? And So we're doing it at um, Grizzly Pear Midtown. Okay. And the one thing I love about my shows is I have a com- I have a huge diversity of comics on there. You really do. Yeah. And um tonight my a buddy of mine, Dejan Alfred, mm-hmm. he's on it. Nice. Um I have coming up um Wyatt Free I, I can never for- remember his name, but it's like F E E G something, you know. And and he, he's actually on a um television show on Hulu. Sure. Yeah, he's doing that now. And then I have um this 
gentleman who's a part of the LGBTQ plus, um, Jack Sullivan. Mm-hmm. He hilarious guy, Love. hilarious guy. Love. Um, and then I got Jazz on my show tonight. Okay. Yep, and she she does stuff with the veterans. She used mm-hmm. to be one of those um, girls that dressed up in the World World War Two and sang. Oh, yeah. I she was those. one of those um, at one point. Nice. Yeah. They and call them drag queens. The, Nothing. It, it, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they're not pretty enough to be drag queens good night that's our show <laughs> we just got canceled by the straights <laughs> the gays love us straights hate us <laughs> and then um i got sharif's coming on this on the oh, show good. I love sharif will do he's so adorable sharif johnson yeah thank yeah. you god i yeah. forgot his name you know <laughs> It's a black name, so <laughs> you could have put anything in there. Yeah, you could have put Jackson or oh, yeah. Jenkins. It would have worked. It would, nobody cared. <laughs> no, we love Sharif. Sharif's going to murder. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he is. going to totally murder. He's amazing. And then um, once a month, I do an audition show. Okay. So there's this young comic, Pat. He actually won Russian Descent. So let's see if he murders tonight. Yeah. Just tell him it's the Ukraine. He'll took it over. <laughs> Good night. See, I am so relevant, people. You have no idea my relevancy. <laughs> and the Ukraine war, that was so last week. I mean, we have Palestinian and, and Israel right now, okay? Ukraine, you can just go away because nobody cares. <laughs> we forgot about that. That that war is yesterday. It's so crazy. It's so sad. It's just, yeah. I hate war. I hate it. It's just like, you know, that's why... That's why I said, fuck the Gaza Strip. I'm going to take it over, and nobody gets to live there. It's just going to be strip clubs, amusement parks, and 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 concerts. Like, it's only going to be for entertainment, a place to get jerked off and a place to send your kids and get them scared. There you go. You know, yeah. and it's just all, and all the profits go to take care of everybody. We split it 50-50. Everybody wins. Nobody gets to live there. I love it. Right? Let's do it. Just make it a huge amusement park, strip clubs, you know, you know, whatever, gyms, because I need a gym. I have to work out somewhere. So um, things are just falling in the background. I know, right? <laughs> the dead bodies. Yeah, right. They're, they're <laughs> knocking to get out. <laughs> and we'll, we'll even have babysitters at the amusement park so the adults can go to the strip club during that. Well, who do you think's babysitting? The strippers. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, while they're breastfeeding, they're, they're breastfeeding <laughs> while they're dancing. <laughs> if they're not on stage, That's they're odd. babysitting at the amusement park. Hey, they're watching them backstage when they get ready. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Those are boobies. Can I touch them? Sure. You got a dollar? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Put it right here. Right, put it right in my G-string there, kiddo. <laughs> You'll learn. <laughs> These are skills you're going to need when you get older. See? I'm always looking out for the there, kids. There you go. But uh, it's so crazy. It's just so crazy. So you've been doing this for a year, a little over a year. And, um, like, what are you, like, what is your style for the, the kids out there? Like, what's what are you into? Like, who's your influence, I should say? So I'm I'm kind of laid back. I, I I just sit there and talk a lot of shit about my wife, um, Normal. about how you know we've been married for so long, mm-hmm. and I'm just a lonely soul getting no sex or anything like that. No, you are married. Yeah. <laughs> and then I talk about um, white people shit. We call that hobby horsing. <laughs> so I talk about that. I talk about being a teacher because during the day, you know, I still got to pay the bills. So yeah. I'm a teacher during the day. I talk about that. And I talk about my kids. 
Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Very good, clean, and wholesome. Yeah, I make it all about my life. Yeah, that's all about me. Fuck everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) This is my fucked up family and my fucked up job and my bullshit, and you're going to listen, and you're going to listen well. Do you ever tell stories about, do you ever do jokes and stories about your combat days? Um, I I do have one military joke that I always close with. And only one. Only you one. Served for we worked for, for twenty one now. For now. Remember, just over a year. I know. They're still developing, but I also talk about how my dad was black too. Yeah. I know that's about what everybody's sent looking at their screen right now. Going, what is that light? Is really bright in that ring? Oh, you see, we're one of them high yeller guys. Yeah. No, I talk about a little bit of that too. So, so your dad's black and yeah. your mom's white. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. So you look like your mom. My my mom's white and my adopted father's black. My oh, boo. White also. Oh, so she could yeah. let him donate sperm. I know, right? That sperm, you would have come out gangster, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're like, yeah, motherfucker, shit. <laughs> Fuck these white people. <laughs> Go to dinner. What are we having for dinner? And we're having, you know, um, what are some white food? Uh, um, cottage cheese and potato salad with 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 raisins. With raisins. Yo, fuck these yeah. white people! Shit, <laughs> I'll shove a raisin up your ass, bitch. <laughs> fuck your cottage cheese too, ho. Yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, anyway, so we're, we're in the base, of Katie. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl, Katie. That's my daughter. <laughs> I love you, girly. See how they do me down here in the basement? I like the back of the showroom better. Yeah. I hate it down here. Yeah. I like upstairs. Yeah. Good. Make them work for you, girl. You're, you're comedy royalty. You're comedy royalty, woman. Through the little sign chat. That's uh, Katie Meany, Kevin Meany's daughter. Huh? Kevin Meany is comedy royalty. Yeah. You know, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. If you don't know who Kevin Meany is, look him up. He's a genius. He passed away. Mm-hmm. He did. He's in the freezer, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh. but that's awesome. I'm, and I, I love what you're doing, and I love the fact that you're using this this whole uh outlet of stand up to help veterans and get the word out there because people honestly veterans out of sight out of mind very much so and if you don't have a military family it's out of sight you don't even know it exists yeah you have no clue what goes on and there's so many things um like there's and there's comics i love that you're doing a show with just veteran comics comics yeah. that have served in the military retired and now they do stand up Oh yeah, and uh, like uh, I remember one um, like a year ago or so, um, James Mack, who's a veteran and a comic, and uh, he booked me to headline this VFW out in New Jersey. Yeah, that was probably one of the funnest shows I've ever done. Oh yeah, James Mack is gonna be on my show November tenth, which fantastic. Yeah. You guys go see November tenth. Definitely. You know, we'll plug all the stuff at the end there, but yeah, you gotta. If you're in New York City, check check out the Combat Zone 360 shows because they're a lot of fun and they're for a great cause. Yes. And, uh, you know, I will serve my country one by one, just line up all the hot ones. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a firing squad. <laughs> you have to fuck her. No! <laughs> you're going to be like, no, we're intimidated. <laughs> She's bigger than me. 
she's more man than I'll ever be. <laughs> what do we call her vagina? One ton of baby. <laughs> She'll make you talk. Yeah. <laughs> And strange things happen there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to get waterboarded in my Guantanamo Bay, baby? Now you do what? <laughs> a mess. Oh, my God. So, coming up, you have... So, what shows do you have coming up with this... With the... Um... So, of course, I have the show that happened yesterday. Yes. <laughs> See, um, yeah. But every month I, d- I do one a month um, at Grizzly Pear Midtown that we're actually looking at bringing it here if yeah. everything works out. Yes. Yeah, so that's going to be good. So it'll either be a Grizzly Pear Midtown or the comedy strip. Comic strip. Yep, you got to get the name strip. right. Otherwise, you're not working here ever again. Listen. <laughs> You're like, I'll I'm armed. Out, I'll pull out the veteran card. <laughs> like, that's going to get you anywhere. That's about as useful as a blockbuster card. <laughs> you know how many military discounts just disappeared after COVID? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It said, fuck the military. Yeah, fuck these hoes. You didn't protect us from the evil, invisible virus. Yeah. What are you going to do, shoot at it? I know, right? I, you know, I bet you there were people that were shooting in the air at the invisible virus that they could, you know, because they can't, you can't see a virus. If it's airborne, you can't see it. Listen. So, you know, people are just using it as an excuse to shoot things in the air. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Oh, but, no, we're doing a monthly show um, mainly for the veterans coming in. Um, and then I do another monthly show at um, a comedy shop. Okay. down in the village mm-hmm. that's kind of like my audition show to get on to the grizzly pear show and then i do a show at the producers club and i do that mainly for just newer comics to come on to feel like know, they're contributing to, and they suck just to feel like they're doing something they're comics yeah because you know, the producers club is where comics that are not funny and, and are brand new go to work very much i so. i had um I did a show at the Producers Club back in March. I headlined me and Brian Scalero co-headlined it. And they paid us a lot of, the guy that produced it paid a lot of money. I'm like, you know what? I ain't playing that place. And he goes, I'll pay you this. And I said, I'll see you at seven. <laughs> <laughs> he paid, and it's only three blocks from my apartment. So oh, it was great. Goodness. So I just walked over, did my set, and yeah. it was only 10 minutes. Yeah. I ended up doing like 15, but it was because he just said, keep going. It was fun. But I'm like, I when I went in there, it was so depressing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is where veterans should not go. Right. Because they'll kill themselves instantly in this building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I know I shouldn't so, say that. So. And guess who I got coming on on my 29th show? Why, who? Laz. Laz Rivero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, come on out. I always try to get at least one New York City bigger comic to come on the show. He's only bigger by size. Right. No shade, no tea, darling. All tea, <laughs> all shade. Who the fuck am I saying? Fuck Laz Rivero. <laughs> fuck, he's about as New York as my thumb. <laughs> my thumb go fuck daddy. Eh? He's Cuban. He swam oh, here. Man. No, I had, I had. No, I love Laz. I have him well. coming. I had Nick Callis there. Uh-huh. Yeah, a good friend, awesome guy. Um, Dejan goes there quite a bit for me. Good. Um, yeah, quite a few people I get up in there. 
Nice. No, you do. You have a very eclectic crew that roll with you. It's yeah. great. Thank I God. love it. <laughs> I love it. And I love being a part of it. And I'm better than all of them. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's why you headline my headliner show. <laughs> After 88 comics. I'm uh, like, what is this, a marathon? <laughs> These poor veterans. No wonder why they're fucking like. <laughs> They're like, thank God we didn't pay for this shit. I know, right? Why is Caitlyn Jenner up there? We don't like her. <laughs> oh, no, that was a fun night. It was such a fun night. But um, so uh, tell us what you're working on next, the next few shows, where they're going to be at, and how to get a hold of you guys there, or how to book Combat Zone 360 in your town. Yes, we would love that. This is what's going on for our future. We're actually doing local shows, raising money for the veteran community, trying to get that um, up and running so we can get them those VIP tickets. Um, but this summer, I'm trying to plan a veteran um, a show where we're. I'm going to take a few New York City comics, load them up in a 15-passenger van, and we're going to go to a bunch of military bases and I entertain the troops. that. I love yeah. that. When we mean entertain the troops, I mean I'm sleeping with all of them. Nothing? <laughs> nothing. That'll make them want to deport, you know. <laughs> like, no, send me to Afghanistan. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I don't want to see fucking China naked anymore. She scares me. She's been dead for seven years. Why am I going to look at that? Right. And then we're, we're, we're working on that. And then after the tour, I actually want to do a um, Combat Zone 360 comedy festival. I am in that. Yeah. I want to be a part of that, and I want to push the shit out of that. Definitely. And we could even get the, you know what, uh, we'll talk afterwards, but I, yeah. I'm i going to tell you who we're going to get involved. Perfect. Perfect. Who will get involved to do this, because they'll be into it. Yes. They do a lot with 9-11 and stuff, so nice. it's a uh, you know, pretty big name, so we'll get that involved. So. I want to know who who's your favorite comic right now. Who my favorite comic right now? I I actually um really don't have a favorite comic, but my biggest influencer, my biggest influencer for comedy, actually was Jeff Ross and Brad Williams in the wow yeah just in the near future because I went and saw Brad Williams, and and this was before I was into comedy, and I was telling him I'm going to get into comedy, mm -hmm. and he actually gave me a a couple of pointers like you know this is what you want to look at this is where you want to push you know take uh -huh. your life stories and just stretch them out so big well he has to because he's only four <laughs> feet on the stage <laughs> but he's a great no guy. he's hilarious he's awesome yeah. he's so great i love brad williams um now what was, okay, you've only been in it a year, so this probably won't even matter. Do you remember the very, like, your worst set that was so horrific that made you want to quit? I but, love asking comics this because we all have our horse. So so I didn't want to quit after this because I'm not a quitter. But You're only a year in. I so know, still right, happy. Right. Not jaded. <laughs> <laughs> I, was at the, I was at Broadway Comedy Club. Uh, or sorry, your phone has been disconnected and is no longer in service. <laughs> You'll never pick up his phone. <laughs> I got to trap him in a corner to get a spot. Uh, I have to threaten him. <laughs> but I was there, and I guess I was bombing so Combat Zone 360. <laughs> <laughs> that I actually told him, I don't care if any of you retards laugh. <laughs> <laughs> As long as I'm laughing, I don't care. Right? 
You're like, I'm PTSD. Do you think you're going to scare me, bitch? <laughs> it was bad. So did Palestine take credit for that bomb? The, Nothing. Know, Come on, I, it's timely. I, God, you people. I know. I'm terrified. It, 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 <laughs> it was awesome. bad. I, I, I walked out of there thinking, like, Rich is never going to book me there again. <laughs> and then he gave you eight spots the next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. You yeah. know, funny story. The first show I ever he li- By the way, he likes comics. He thinks he's better than. Then that's why I always. That's why you're working. <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> but the first show I ever did uh-huh. was the industry room. Of course, and that's scam. I mean, that yeah. wonderful show. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, when I was talking to him that Friday after uh-huh. the show, uh-huh. he's like, "So remind me again," because he went through my whole set with of like, course. "This was good. This was a hack joke. This, this, this." And, and at the at the very end, he goes, "Now remind me again. How long have you been doing comedy?" And I'm like, honestly. That was the very first show I ever did. And he goes, your stage presence was like a pro. Yeah. No, you come off. Yeah. When I watched you that night at the fundraiser, it I was like, because that's why I had to ask. I'm like, how long have you been doing? Because you have the presence of someone that's been doing it five, six years. Yeah. You're like, you know, I thought you were on the five, six year mark. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I hate everybody, as everybody knows. So when I compliment, it's real. <laughs> but he, he actually booked me for spots just because of my stage presence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I was right. like, let's do it. Let's go. Do you take every spot people offer you. If they're going to give it up, then you fucking take it. Because okay. don't be like, oh, no, I'm not. No. Say yes. Just take it. Fuck everybody. Yeah. So um, now I love asking these questions. They're my favorites. Is there a bit a comic has done? That made you go, God damn, that's brilliant. I wish I had written that. Yeah. Besides my jokes, besides my <laughs> just kidding. The ones about just... stapling the clip to the side or, or scaffolds. I know. Uh, Everybody I, wants my scaffolding joke. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's out of my ballpark. I, I can't pull that joke off. By but... balls and balls park. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 joke that, that that came to where I was like fuck, I wish I wrote that joke, hmm. is a local New York City comic, oh. Michael Rourke. Dude, okay. Michael Rourke is a literal underground Bronx gem. Yeah. You guys, no so one- underrated. No one will ever hear of Michael Rourke. He will never make it. This guy is doomed to be a nothing but probably one of the best storytellers, yeah. one of the greatest, like, different point of view. This kid, he, kid, he's like 40, and he looks 100, and, because uh, he looks like he's he's lived a life, and he tells you every, this ki- this guy is so fucking funny and will never make it because he is so out there, yep. because he's had such a shitty life, and he owns it, and he owns who he is, but he don't back down. But he's just his. I wish he was more committed to like hustling the craft as opposed to just getting by because he's he'll never make it. And it's sad because he's so fucking funny. Yeah. God, he is so good. He inspires me to write better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the joke that he did now, this is the backstory to it. Okay. I lived on 42nd Street and I used to ride my scooter with my wife to the train every morning so she can go to work at Fort Hamilton Military Base. Sure. So then I would have to take her scooter, strap it to my back or whatever, and and ride my electric scooter back home. Sure. And it was like at four in the morning, I saw these two nine-year-olds 
and they look like gangsters. Oh, they um, were. Yeah, they were. And, and, and when when I heard when when I was doing comedy at the beginning, and I heard Michael Rourke talk about the itsy bitsy spider gang oh oh my god i was rolling and i'm like that would have fit that perfect yep he said these little nine-year-olds came up to me and they like you don't know what set i'm from and they started doing the itsy bitsy spider oh shit they from the itsy bitsy spider set and <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude michael rourke is a fucking brilliant yes fucking writer like oh if I ever had a show, I would want him to write on it somewhere, yeah. somehow, be oh, on the yeah. staff, because that fucker sees shit that yeah. no one will ever pick up on. No, no, and he talks about how, like, if it's one nine-year-old, I can take him, but when you got 49-year-old fists flying at you, that's just too many. <laughs> so I had to run, and I ran down this alley, and I touched the wall, and I said, Tag, you can't get me because I'm on base. <laughs> and they said, they said, we'll wait for you. He goes, I can stay up longer than you. I'm older than you are. <laughs> oh. oh, my God, that joke is genius. Oh, he is it's so one brilliant. of my favorite ones, and God, I love it. God damn it, he's fucking hilarious. Dude. Michael Rourke, I fucking love you, you yes. dirty bastard. <laughs> you piece of shit. I love you. Oh, yeah. God, he's so funny. And I did not do that joke justice now either, but, but it's I, amazing. But, but if you know Michael Rourke, I'm watching him do it as you're saying <laughs> it, and I'm dying. Dead. Oh. In a coffin, dead. I'm done. Count my funeral, ready to go, because I am dead, honey. <laughs> he is so great. That is a brilliant... He's so funny. I love him. Yeah. Uh, now, to close the show, I love asking this as well. Like, when I worked with Paul Mooney, how he would end his sets every night was street jokes. And Mooney would Mooneyize them. He would twist them around a little bit, add a little Mooney tag to it, add this, and make it his own, even though you knew it was a street joke because he would go into it as such. And I, and us comics, us old school comics, sit around the green room telling street jokes just to crack each other up. So I always love to ask, what is your go-to street joke? So when, when I'm with my friends or anything like that, you know, and my, my wife reminded me of this one, I always go up to him, I'm like, yo, I know Mexican judo. I'm like, Mexican judo, what? I'm like, yeah. You don't know if I got a gun. You don't know if I got a knife. You don't know what I got. Yep. <laughs> I love that fucking joke. It's so great. <laughs> it is so great. You know how many fucking Latin comics in the 80s did that on stage? Oh, yeah. All of them. That, that, I have tapes of them. Pablo I don't know, but Pablo uh, Rodriguez, Paul Rod Pablo, Paul Rodriguez. I'm thinking Pablo Francisco. He probably did it too. He's an act. I love him. But uh, Paul Rodriguez did it. All of them did it yeah. back in the day. But it's such a great joke. Yeah, that's, and that's how it became. Yeah, because everybody loved it. And uh, one of my favorite that, that someone told it to me the other day, and it's so timely. And uh, I'm so gonna get beat up for this. <laughs> I love to get beat up. Come on now. <laughs> Where are them nine-year-olds? <laughs> I'll fuck a nine-year-old up. <laughs> Is uh, what did the terrorist say to his girlfriend? Jihad me at hello. <laughs> Good night. That's our show. <laughs> so dumb, but I love that joke. I wish I would have known that joke when I was in Iraq. Right? <laughs> well, you did. 
you just said it differently. Right. With a machine gun. <laughs> Nothing. Come on, people. This is on. Anyway, I love you, Jay Lawrence. I love you for being here. You're such a great friend. And I'm so honored to share the mic with you tonight. And uh, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and find you on yeah. social and everything. So Instagram, everything that I do is Combat Zone 360. So my Instagram is at Combat Zone 360. I have a website for my veteran nonprofit, CombatZone360.com. Um, I'm brand new to TikTok, like three days on TikTok. So you guys can go follow me there too, Combat Zone 360. Um, and that's really all I do for the the social media because i'm old and mm -hmm. i don't know how to do it mm -hmm. so i'm that's just why you need to get those nine-year-old gang members to do your shit <laughs> no and then they're gonna steal my phone max people no, <laughs> and they're gonna, they're gonna steal my no, they're going to hack your phone they don't want it it's probably a flip phone your fucking grandpa <laughs> anyway uh i'm christy miller this is jay lawrence you've been listening to old school new school comedy here right here at the comic strip live in new york city don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the show. We love you. See you next week, bitch.